welcome back to the April edition of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Brad Douglas, also the webmaster of the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. Now, it's been a while since we've had the gang all together, but let's introduce the fellas. There's JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. JR? Uh, are Tom and Ron done yet? <laughs> that event lasted weeks, didn't it? I stressed that puppy. <laughs> well, welcome, JR. We've also got Spidey Dude from SpideyDude.com. Welcome, my man. Welcome. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. We don't want to have a repeat of last month. And we have Kevin Cushing, a.k.a. Morbius, from the Internal Affairs website at webcomicsnation.com slash internal affairs. Morb, it's good to have you back. Hello. Good to be back after a long, long breather for some creative. Yeah, that was called a sabbatical. <laughs> I think that's my new favorite word, sabbatical. I'll work this in the show somehow. But fellas... <laughs> Fellas, it's good to have you back. I think it's been, uh, Faye Dude told me about November since we've had everybody back for just like a normal show, so have you missed it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been clawing and pining. <laughs> well, guys, we, we've got... Normally, I mean, we're this group together. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird group that's traveling on a bus to somewhere. Anyway, I don't even know what that means. Let's track all this <laughs> Spider-Man stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened in Spider-Man's life since we last talked. Uh, Civil Wars ended. Uh, Aunt May got shot. Is she going to die? Who knows? Uh, also, what's going to be the storyline of One More Day? JR, you want to tackle that? What do you think of the ending of Civil War and Aunt May getting shot? Uh, well, my, my response to the ending of Civil War was, that's it. That's <laughs> <friggin> it. Um, <laughs> This, yeah, I don't know. I better watch. I'll go on a tirade, but this left a very bitter taste. Um, I thought Marvel was totally disingenuous with all their claims that uh, this was going to be a fair and balanced look at all sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty clear where the writers were. You know, they came down heavily on the left. Um, I'm not even going to get into the propaganda that's going on in Thunderbolts with the toys and the huckster Stan Lee. Um <laughs> The, uh, the pro-registration side, particularly Tony Stark, was written in the pages of it, amazing, as, as, as fascist as they could possibly be. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I think Peter was completely irresponsible to pull Mary Jane and Aunt May out of the tower uh, because uh, of his sudden devotion to uh, left-wing political idealism. Wow. And, uh, well, you know, it, it's like... <laughs> You know, everybody wants to take licks on Guantanamo. You know, yeah. you know, it's like every writer, every uh, filmmaker, they want to take licks on on Iraq. They want to take their licks on Guantanamo. You know, big business is bad. Um, you know, so you know there was there was all kinds of that. Um, you know, and then you know when, when so Peter decides to go to the other side and, and make this seventy-something year old woman live like a fugitive. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> and. Uh, then, then he get yeah you know I mean it's ridiculous that's awesome. and, and, and then he gets you know you talk about responsibility Rob about responsibility to your family mm-hmm. um, then you know and then he, he swoons over Captain America's you know eighth grade Mark Twain literature uh, speech uh, and then at the end when Cap says stand down everybody then he decides he's then he decides then he's not going to listen to Captain America mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know I, I you know I don't know I I think that you know this was just a, um, a I, I I don't want to say debacle, so, but so overall, I mean, you you enjoyed the book, not just yeah, kidding. Right. <laughs> I think I think you know that that Captain America would have when this all went down. Captain America would have what he, what he really would have done if he were written in character. He would have taken his costume off. He would have run for president of the United States. 
to try to change the law from within. Mm-hmm. So that's um, you know I, I and uh, oh by the way, Marvel doesn't like the, the use of the word chlore, so I'm going to say chlor, 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 chlor. I think you just, just had the same effect as if he said Beetlejuice three times. Yeah. You know, appear some some comic, be it yeah. whatever random book it is. Have yeah. <laughs> so, a but, uh, anyway, I don't think Aunt May will die, but uh, Marvel will milk it beyond the point that it's interesting anymore. Well, so, they just released the July uh, solicitations, and it looks like Spider-Man's pulling the, you know, the cloth over someone on a morgue slab. So, but the the the, the uh, face is kind of blacked out, so you don't know who it is. So, and he also, you know, kissed Sarah Stacy on a cover once, <laughs> and I think she was dead on a cover too. Yeah. And, and for a penny, I trust him. Yeah. More. what do you think of the uh, the ending and, and Ant-Man getting shot? Well, um, tell you the truth, I thought the ending was decent. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't hate it like JR did. <laughs> uh, the book had many flaws, obviously, that I think we've all seen. We've all talked to death, so I don't, I'm not going to expound on all the flaws I saw in it, but I'll just say it was decent, but not great, not what it promised to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the best ending for Civil War was in Captain America number 25, which yeah. I loved. Um, that's a different discussion altogether, really. We could all weigh on that forever. And the shooting of Aunt May, my opinion on that all really depends on how it works out in the end. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're kind of on the story that I'm not sure if she's going to die. In the back of my mind, I don't think she is, but I'm going to be disappointed if she doesn't. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to wait till the end to see how I feel about it, because right now I just don't know enough about where the story's going and what purpose it's going to serve. Yeah. Spidey Dude, what's your thoughts? Um, Civil War was a waste of my hard-earned money, I think. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I bought the main series. I didn't buy all the tie-ins like everybody else did, but, you know, I, I understand that there's a need for a new direction. I kind of view this as the crisis for the Marvel Universe, the closest thing we're going to get to a crisis. Right. Except not written half as well as the as uh, Infinite Crisis was, <laughs> and Fifty Two sub- subsequently. But yeah. uh, you know you have to understand what what uh, Jr. was saying with the political aspect. You got to look at who's writing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Miller was <laughs> he's one of those guys that he's very very left wing. Uh, you yeah. can tell that by his writing. And and those of us that are on, on the other side of the aisle, oh, we're going. Man, this is really bad. Whereas, you know, yeah. if you're on if you're on the same page with them, it's probably the greatest thing since last breath. Yeah. With that kind of writing, you can't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he, Jr. Pretty much pointed out a lot of my points with it. I mean, the, I mean, it just goes against a lot of what the Marvel universe has been and, and was for a long time. But I understand the need for a new direction. But this this was just not not. The right direction, I'll yeah. so, think. Concerning Aunt May dying, yeah. uh, you know, both her and Captain America get shot the same month. <laughs> I'm starting to think this is now the house of idea and not the house <laughs> of ideas. I thought, you were, <laughs> so, I thought you were going a different way. I thought you were going to say Captain America's really Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could have been Aunt May underneath the mask. But I mean, she fought Galactus. Come on now, brother. <laughs> I, I like that line, though. That's the line of the podcast so far. The house, Marvel is the house of idea. <laughs> and the idea showed up three months late. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. So, what, 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 Spidey, do what was your thought? Is, is Aunt May going to kick the bucket? Um, Aunt May will probably kick the bucket. This just reminds me of the Clone Saga, and eventually yeah. they'll probably just rewrite. Reissue Amazing Spider-Man 400, where she gives his bless- her blessing, and she'll die again. So you know. Yeah. 
Uh, my take on it, uh, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed Civil War. I agree that the characters were written out of character, if you will. Uh, Captain America, I agree uh, with J.R. That would have been a good idea if he would have ran for president again. But I don't think it would have been a very good action-oriented comic if he would have been a p- political uh, candidate for office. Uh, I, I thought it, w- it it drug out too long, honestly. I mean the three-month delay really, really kicked the momentum of the story. I mean when the first couple issues came out, they were. I was just so entranced with them. I'm like, man, this is as good as Civil, uh, Secret Wars. Now I know I'm going to take a shot at that, but <laughs> but um, I agree. Uh, Captain America 25 was really the ending of this book. But you know what? These characters are icons, and you know what? They're if they die, they're just going to get better. I mean, this is the Marvel universe. Nobody stays dead. Look at Bucky. He came back. Uh, it, heck, even Uncle Ben came back. Good Lord. <laughs> so well, I mean, Norman Osborn came back after taking yeah. a big hunk of metal through his heart. So. No, no doubt. I mean, these characters, death has no impact in the Marvel Universe. It's just a shock value, and they can't be taken serious if they bring the characters back every couple of years. So I was just like, eh, he's going to get better. Look, his book's not canceled. He's not really dead. <laughs> so that's just my take on it. As far as Aunt May, I think... Uh, I think it's a 50-50 chance with Aunt May get dying. Uh, I've heard rumors from Spider-Man 3 that she's going to kick the bucket. I don't know if that's true. But uh, I, I think if they get rid of her that they're going to have the same problem and they're going to want to bring her back to life and make her get better from death. So uh, part, as far as that third one more day storyline, I really – I have no idea. I, I think it might be – and uh, Mary Jane-centric story for that One More Day storyline. What do you guys think? Well, I think it probably will be, but uh, yeah. I'm very bad at predicting where plot lines are going to go. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like you. I really don't know where this is, is going to go, and I don't want right. to like I don't want to just pounce on it before it comes out. Right. Uh, I think ultimately what will happen is that she'll somehow exit the series. I don't think it'll be death or divorce, or I think she'll she'll exit <clears> for a while and. You know, yeah. in, in a way that she can come back sometime in the future, but I think I think they just want to put Peter on on the run and as a fugitive and mm-hmm. uh, on his own. Uh, of course, he's got that great clubhouse at Doctor Strange's now, so he's not yeah. really totally alone. <laughs> yeah, and but, he's got uh, he's I, got I, Wong. I think that's how they might go. <laughs> I I think if I had to guess, I think they're going to try something they haven't tried before, which is. You know, he makes a deal with the devil or whatever. I mean, he's not going to turn into Ghost Rider. But um, he's going to have the – I think Tony Stark did this a while back where he erased everybody's memory. And they forget that Peter and Aunt May – I mean, Aunt, no, Peter was not married to Aunt May. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Peter and Mary Jane are are single again. So you have that drama. I think they're going to try that. If I had to guess, that's my prediction. I'll make it in April, and you can tell me I'm wrong in November <laughs> or whenever this yeah, book comes I hope up. so. Yeah. More. what's your thoughts on One More Day? What do you think it's going to be about? Well, my original thought was maybe we are going to kill Aunt May and maybe we are going to drag it out so long that that's going to be like the last day of her life or something. But yeah. I don't know, Quesada in his uh, most recent New Joe Fridays on Newsarama.com, mm-hmm. when he was talking about it, he said he had wanted to draw something light <clears throat> and fun again. And that's yeah. why he drew One More Day. So... Light and fun is the total opposite atmosphere than I was really expecting from this miniseries. Maybe so. If he's to be believed, and if that's yeah. you know what it really is, I'm not mm-hmm. sure because that kind of that would kind of scratch out the last day of May's life or the yeah. last day. Of or maybe it's one more day marriage. of the marriage. One more day of the marriage might be kind of light and fun. 
Well, uh-huh. not when it ends. Well, if they, if they forget everything that happened previously, maybe that's the one. Yeah. Word. I don't know. And of course, what could be really disappointing is if it's light and fun because we're just going to reflect on what's happened before with <laughs> Peter Parker and Aunt May or Peter Parker and Mary Jane, and it's all one big in the past thing yeah. that I could just buy back. It's one big comic lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spidey, well, what's your thoughts, buddy? Well, uh, one more day. I, I really don't know. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see how it goes. I really I'm not holding my breath between the two creatives, yeah. creators of the, of the, the series and the, mm-hmm. everything. I'm not a big JMS fan, never have been. So I'm, I'm kind of going, eh, even though he has written the marriage better than anybody else. So I really doubt, mm-hmm. actually, I don't doubt that he's going to end it <laughs> with his run because, <laughs> you know, he doesn't want anybody else playing in a sandbox. Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how the guy is. I've never met the man. So, yeah. um, I'm really kind of just wary. I'm thinking, yes, it's going to be the end of the marriage, but Morb does point out a good point. Yeah. Morbius's claws were, sh- or fangs were showing when you dissed JMS. I'm going to say right. something, but I had to let him go. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next topic. Um, the artwork for uh, the new Ultimate Spider-Man artist, Stuart Eminen, is online. Uh, I just posted uh, some artwork up on the uh, Crawl Space message board. If you go under the uh, comic section, uh, there's a poll if you love it or hate it. Uh, Morbius, do you love it or hate it? I'm not really quite to those extremes. I really like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the artwork looks great. Um, the thing that I hate about this preview mm-hmm. is the text all along the side of the page thing that I've seen Bendis do before. Yeah, it looks it kind of ruins of, the whole. It looks this, like a storybook. I thought. Yeah, it looks like a storybook. Yeah, and Bendis has done that before, and it's okay in certain situations for about a page, but when he drags it on this long, that makes it look like good God, he might do it for an entire issue. Yeah, and I, I just don't like that style at all. But as the art goes, his Spider-Man looks great. His Peter Parker looks great looks like his faces on people that are a little farther away aren't that good because I'm looking at the last panel on that first page with Ben Yurick and Jameson and their uh-huh. faces don't look very good at all. But yeah, I agree. Peter Parker's face close-up does. So mm-hmm. he Also, I think the Spider-Man doesn't look like a little 15-year-old kid. He looks like a normal Marvel Universe guy, all muscular. But maybe that's just – I'm so used to seeing Bendis. But what I do like is the ultimate spots is back, it looks like. He's one of my – Underrated Marvel hero or villains. So, oh, he's Jay- been in the series before. Has has he been in it before? I'm not sure if he has. Jr. Are you you're the expert? <laughs> uh, I'm not an expert on Ultimate, but I don't yep. I don't think he's been in Ultimate before. Okay, what's your thoughts who, on the artwork? Who are we talking about? Oh, J- Jr. What's <laughs> your thoughts on the uh, artwork so far? Um, you know I. I'm I'm one of the, the worst people to talk to art about because, yeah. like I've always said, I can uh, I can't even draw a straight line with a straight edge. But uh, <laughs> I, you know I don't dislike it. I think it looks fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is, I think that Bagley defined Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. And you know this you know to me that's the whole idea of Ultimate Spider-Man being this this young uh, you know never aging you know Archie Andrews type Peter Parker. Um, is uh, you know it was it was kind of I guess crystallized by Bagley's art. Mm-hmm. So you know to me this this is uh, I don't know. This, I've always said that the title would 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 probably have more trouble surviving the loss of Bagley than Bendis. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean it's okay, but you know, but it's not uh, it's not Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. 
Uh, Spidey, dude, your thoughts on the art? Well, I like it, what I've seen. It's going to take me having the issue in my hands and having a full story arc because, you know, mm-hmm. Bendis likes to write in 12-issue arcs. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm <laughs> not disagreeing. But, uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I like what I've seen. But i got to have the issue in my hand. i got to look through the whole issue. looks good. The cover looks really good. I like the cover, but, um, yeah. you know. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to the next topic. Uh, May 4th is the opening day for Spider-Man 3, if you didn't know. <laughs> the ads are <laughs> everywhere. I think Spider-Man's on everything from underwear to soup cans. So uh, what's your plans for the opening day? Spidey-Dude, are you going on opening day to see it, waiting in the long lines? Well, I will, uh, I've already bought my ticket, actually. I bought oh, it online. wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I bought my ticket, and uh, I'm... Guaranteed a seat, and I'm really excited. It's awesome. Heavily anticipating the movie. I'm, I'm going to go in the afternoon or mm-hmm. the evening that Friday because I was going to go uh, actually the midnight show originally, but I realized it's finals week, so I better not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I, yeah, I had a class at eight o'clock in the morning, so you know I got to go to the last bit of that class. Man. So. Well, ha- uh, otherwise, I would have gone to midnight show. Now, have you gone to the previous, like Spider-Man One and Two? Were you there opening day? I was there both opening days. Oh, uh, wow. Any funny uh, stories of uh, large fat guys dressed in the webs <laughs> or something? that, did, uh, that Well, remember? you know, everybody had their Spider-Man you know, T-shirts. And, and yeah. uh, I remember a little boy, uh, several little boys had their Spider-Man costumes. And mm-hmm. uh, a couple of girls even dyed their hair red for Mary oh, wow. Jane. Uh, wow. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, awesome. But nobody, like, was uber geeked out. Yeah. Um too awful bad, except for, you know, a little kid. That's expected. But, no, I didn't see a giant fat man in a Spider-Man costume because I would have probably been grossed out and probably, you know, regurgitated what popcorn I had already eaten. So, yeah. Right. Morbius topped that one. I cannot. Okay. Um, I, I think I saw the first one probably the midnight show, and the second one, was before I worked at the movie theater, but when my friend did, so I saw the employee screening about two nights before. Oh, nice. Which was nice. Um, this one, I would go to the midnight show, but I've got the whole early morning job thing now, so I think yeah. I'm probably going to be waiting until Friday night or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'll be there on opening day. Have to be, because... Yeah it's worse than a comic book or Lost or something. If you haven't seen it and oh, people yeah. are going to start to talk about it, it's not worth it. I never thought <laughs> I'd say this, but if you don't see it on Friday, don't go to my website because the board's going to be hammered with people yeah. talking about <laughs> it. Uh, JR, what's your thoughts? Are you going to go on opening day? Well, I'm going to try. My uh, my work schedule uh, is a little bit problematic that week. Um, so um, I doubt that I'll make... On the first movie, I was able to go to the first show because I had the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, the second movie, I went to the midnight show with my nine-year-old daughter. I thought I was going to be arrested by child services for, for <laughs> having her out that late. And um, I'm, you know, I, I'm like some of the other uh, guys have been talking. I didn't have any sense. I did go to a midnight show, got out at two thirty, and then did go to work at seven a.m. The next oh, day. Oh, dude. Oh so, man. So I did, you know, and, and I told my mother, I said, hey, mom, I went to the midnight show and then I went to work the next morning. And her response was, well, that was stupid. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you I, you know, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I 
I hope to uh, I hope to catch a midnight show. But uh, the last time I went, uh, actually it was a lot of middle aged guys, but we all wore uh, we wore Spider Man shirts. But none of us were brave enough to show up in a, in an outfit. So uh, <laughs> we uh, we had some pretty used some pretty good judgment there. I think so. that's awesome. I uh, I think I'm going to try to uh, see it on opening day. My wife is uh, out of town on business that day, but she'll be back in the evening. I'm not sure if she's up for it. So I might not go to the opening day. I might go to that Saturday. So. Do, do I get kicked out of the club, fellas? <laughs> well, yeah, you're letting your wife determine when you see the Spider-Man oh, film. I mean, oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. Oh. Wow. Yeah, was why, a, why did you even get married, pal? I mean, I, oh, that, man. that was a low blow in the web shooter. I tell you what. <laughs> Mercy. Well, anyway, oh, I, just for that, I think I will go to <laughs> the opening day. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. Like, this this is a test. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, you to reassert yourself. You know, you know, you need to you need to deepen your voice again. And you know, I'm going to go see Spider-Man three, whether you like it or not. I am writing a post-it to put on my uh, desktop. <laughs> Wife, do not listen to the latest podcast. <laughs> uh, funny stories about uh, Spider-Man one and two. The first one I have a funny story about. I, uh, as you guys know, I'm a reporter, and I did a, actually a live shot from the movie theater because that was like in 2002. That was the, the opening movie to kick off the summer movie season. And I brought, I was at the movie theater. I was doing a live shot, and I brought some of my Spidey memorabilia there. And our morning show producer dressed in a Spider-Man outfit, and I interviewed Spider-Man on the air. <laughs> so I, there's some pictures on the on my MySpace page of our morning show producer dressed as Spider-Man, and I'm interviewing him. And he's wearing one of the web shooters I have, and he's spraying the camera. And I, I just showed some of the action figures, stuff like that. And it was kind of cool to see Spider-Man at the movie theater talking to all the little kids, and he's really our morning show producer. So <laughs> I, always, I always razz him for that. For Spider-Man 2, uh, I just got there like an hour and a half early with my girlfriend, which is now my wife. And... Um, uh, we were that up. I was beginning. <laughs> Jr. I'm going to talk to you after the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we were very first in line. We got uh, fr- uh, middle seats and uh, enjoyed the heck out of it. So this one, uh, I hope to get there early and get some good seats because I I can't stand getting a bad seat at the movie theater. I hate being to the far left. Hate being to the far right. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking seats. <laughs> but I, for X-Men 3 last summer, I, I uh, got had awful seats, and I sat there, and, you know, you're hurting your neck. You're looking up at that thing, and I just walked out. I, I said, let's let's uh, save our ticket or get, get a refund on our ticket, and we'll come back in about an hour and a half, and, and we did get better seats. Because, you know, you wait for these Marvel movies for months in anticipation, and if your seat sucks, it's not worth it. So, um, but... I'm looking forward to it, and I wish we all lived in the same city. It'd be a good, fun time to all go to the movies. A big geek out. Yeah. Oh yes. So, oh, yeah. all right. Um, speaking along the same lines of Spider-Man movies, uh, Spider-Man Four. Um, Sam Raimi uh, and Tobey Maguire—they're talking like they might not come back. And you know that might just be for money talks. You know, I'm not coming back, but if you pay me, hmm, I might. So, what do you think, guys? If Toby and Kirsten and Sam Raimi don't come back, where do you think they should take it? Whoever wants to hop in. Well, well, uh, as a uh, Clone Saga fan, I wouldn't mind them doing the Clone Saga, but that'd be highly controversial. So that thing was long. That thing would run longer than Lord of the Rings, all three of them put together. (laughs) Probably, but that uh, you know. I like Toby as Peter Parker, yeah. but as Spider-Man, just needed work. 
and that and some of the writing was a little bit weak. I, I thought, you know, I, if I was writing Spider-Man, I would have threw a lot more wisecracks in, and you know, especially when he's fighting Doc Ock. I mean, come on. Yeah. But uh, if if Sam Raimi goes, that's what I'm most worried about because yeah. he has pretty much defined the movies, and if if this could become like a Superman or a Batman and Robin type debacle. Yeah, where somebody else takes the reins and totally takes the entirely different direction from where it is. But yeah. I also I'm kind of satisfied with three. Yeah. Um, I don't want seven Spider-Man movies. Uh, if I have three good Spider-Man movies, then I'm satisfied. But if you have seven really really awful Spider-Man movies, then well then that'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to I don't want to sit there and make it into a uh, have to have another reboot like Batman did. So. Yeah. And Superman both, so I, I don't know. I'm just really kind of concerned about it, but, you know, if this is the last one, let it be the last one. Let it yeah. let it go out with the blaze of glory. More, what do you think? What happens if the, the group leaves? Well, first, I'm glad we got our mention of the clone saga in for the podcast. For <laughs> oh. keeping track at home, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, I'm not sure. Where are we hearing the Sam Raimi's going to leave? Because every... Interview from him. I've heard he says he wants to do six, seven, eight, nine movies. Mm, I, I haven't heard that. I've I've heard like uh, he's considering after this one maybe leaving. But hmm. well, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't really considered that much because I didn't realize it was a possibility. But yeah. honestly, I don't think Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst leaving would be too hard to get over because if Kirsten Dunst leaves. Uh, well, we're introducing Gwen Stacy in this movie, so just make sure not to kill her off, and mm-hmm. we're good. Just we pretty much already switched their roles anyway, since Mary Jane was on the bridge, and yeah. she's the first girlfriend. So just keep switching them and give me Gwen Stacy later. <laughs> and uh, if Tony McGuire leaves, I swear to you, half the country will not even notice if you switch him out for Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm, yeah, <laughs> they're similar enough that people are just going to say, "Hey, Spider-Man's back." Yeah. <laughs> but Jr., what's your thoughts? What if the group leaves? Well, I, I, I'm not so sure there should be a Spider-Man 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that where there, of course, I, I'm trying to avoid uh, figuring out how this one ends, although I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to wait and see how it ends. But uh, I don't know. It seems like they've told a natural story arc, I think. Um, but as far as, uh, but I, I don't think Sony's going to be able to resist because right. I think this movie's going to do very well. I think they're very high on it. I mean, Aren't they going to have like some kind of preview premiere showing in Japan this weekend or something? Yeah, I think uh, overseas gets an earlier print. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're, they're taking the risk on people, you know, on people being able to critique it two weeks before its American debut. So they must not, uh, they must not be ashamed of it. So I think yeah. we're going to get a four, whether we want one or not. Um, I don't care if Tony or, or Tony, Toby or I'm, st- I'm still on my Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't care if Toby or Kirsten come back. Um, Ramey is the one that I'm, you know, most uh, most concerned about whether he comes back or not. Um, I, I think that if Toby stays, there's really only one more story they can do, and that's to have him play Peter Parker at Toby's own age. Mm. And you know, he's a, you know, he's going into his mid 30s, and he's wondering if he's relevant anymore. Um, mm. You know, because because you know, I mean, he he's already starting to become too old for the role anyway. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and I never liked Kirsten Dunst. I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt in the first movie, but I think I think she was miscast. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I don't care um, if she doesn't come back or not. But uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, guarded feelings. I, I you know, it just uh, you know, we've had three. I think we'll have three good films, and uh, you know, I'm just not going to worry where they go with it. 
As far as my take, um, I, I do think they'll make a four. I think they'll make as many of them as they make money because these are some of the top grossing movies of all time. So Sony is not going to back down if, if any of the cast or directors leave. Uh, one thing I don't want, I, I don't want number four to have uh, Toby and some other actress and some other actor playing this part, etc. I, I, I would rather have a whole new cast as opposed to bits and pieces of the old one, like a new Aunt May and a new guy playing Uncle Ben, but we still got Toby there. That would just be awful. I think if they're going to – it's all or nothing. I think if they get rid of one, they should get rid of all of them. But as far as four – yeah, I think he'll sign up. He's a good actor. I enjoy him. Uh, as far as four storylines, I mean I don't know what else they can tackle. Uh, the they, It seems like they're slowly progressing. They do – Green Goblin and then uh, Doc Ock, and then they're jumping a lot to like the 80s storylines. And the, the 90s, there's only one way to go, the Clone Saga, it looks like. But yeah. eh, there's number two. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where else they would jump for storylines. Uh, it seems like they're kind of swaying towards new storylines with uh, the new Goblin. He's never been a character. Uh, so I don't know. Guys, you want to say anything else about that? You want, want me to move on to the next one? Uh, I, you know, a, a movie has to have a significant. I mean, it's it can't be just a TV show. You know, where he goes out and he, you know, he kicks some colorfully dressed villain in the butt. You know, and <laughs> it's there, there's got to be something significant. And in each of these movies has had there's been a very strong emotional attachment yeah. for for Spider-Man in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, the first film with the the whole uh, which you know set everything up. Then the second film. You know his uh, his two most important relationships are irrevocably altered because you know his best friend and his his girlfriend find out who he is and and the third one is kind of the uh, the close of all those stories that were kind of in progress and you know and and plus the the fact that they're already altering the Sandman storyline to make yeah. him the real killer of Uncle Ben because they know that they have to have there has to be some kind of emotional attachment. I mean, mm-hmm. other than the clone saga, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know, where, where do you go? I mean, how do you make it important enough to spend, you know, $275 million on yeah. uh, to tell your story? Yeah, I agree. Um, they could also hit up, hit up the uh, Black Cat storyline. I don't know. I don't think that can carry a whole movie. She might be a character. But uh, that, that whole spectacular Spider-Man run, but that involves Doc Ock a lot, so I'm not sure. And the kingpin. So, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I think we we can't get the crystal ball to to predict anything else. So let's see. The next topic we're going to talk a bit about uh, is our weird collectibles page. Um, uh, you know, I need to update that. I haven't updated that in a long time. But it seems like every Spider-Man fan has some weird collectibles in their collection. So, Jr., what do you got that's funky and weird? <laughs> that's got Spider-Man's face pasted on it. You know, I was looking. I was looking through my uh, my uh, my closet. You know, the infamous yep. closet where I hide my collectibles so that nobody knows. You know exactly what kind of stuff I've got. You mean your wife doesn't let you display them? <laughs> no, no, oh no, of course not. <laughs> hey, I've been. You know, after seven after seventeen years of marriage, I realize what does and what doesn't work. <laughs> I, still, I still go to the movies though, but I have to hide my collectibles. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Go ahead. We'll check in with you in seventeen years. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've only but, been married uh, two in June. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, like I always tell people when they say, how long have you been married? I said 17 years, and it already feels like a lifetime. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I have mostly um, just the action figures, uh, and even then not a whole lot of those. Um, 
I, uh, I really didn't see anything bizarre or strange, uh, but, uh, um, you know, I, I do see them in the stores, like the uh, Spider-Man beachcomber uh, mm. outfit where he was, uh, he was in the Spider-Man mask and Bermuda shorts. Uh, oh, yeah. That was pretty weird. That whole um, action figure line where he was like a sports hero, he was a baseball player, yeah. was, and a, a soldier, that was weird. <laughs> that, that, was, that was strange, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, I just, you know, I don't have the potato head, and uh, I don't have the fuzzy slippers, and uh, <laughs> just none of that other cool stuff. More, have you got anything funky in your Spider-Man collection? You know, I've never been the weird collectible type. I usually shift the money over to the comic books. Yeah. Probably the funkiest Spider-Man thing I have is just a Pez dispenser. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Spidey dude, anything funky in your closet? Of Spider-Man collectibles, what? I didn't want to get personal. <laughs> oh, 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 you had to take that shot at me, too. That, that's cool. Oh. See what happens when we all get together? We all take shots at each other. <laughs> so maybe that idea of getting together and watching the movie together is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Spidey dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, back at the ranch. That's, yeah. jo- that's Texas joke. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my uh, my weirdest one is, like, it's got a, it's a spidey head. Yeah. But it's got, like, it's, like, crystallized. It's, I think there's a picture of somewhere on the board, but um, it's got like it's just Spidey's head, and it's shaped like a head, of course, being Spidey's head, and it's got you know a little light underneath it. So when you turn it on, it's like and it's got all these crystals on it, so it like lights up the room. It looks really, really strange, and everybody's like, "What oh, in the world is that thing?" That is hilarious. I have that right up beside my television. You plug oh, it really? in. You plug it in, and and the the wall turns red. Is that right? Yes. I've got yes. that, dude. I got that as a gift a long time ago. <laughs> Nobody's going to yeah. be bred on the weird collectibles. <laughs> I'm sad that of all four geeks, I'm the, I got the weirdest junk. But go ahead, Spidey. What else <laughs> weird stuff do you have? Oh, uh, yeah, and that and the action figures. I mean, I, I had them all positioned in certain funky ways on the top of my closet. My roommate is <laughs> need to get rid, rid of them, but, you know. <laughs> Closet space or yeah. display. Closet space or display. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a fight we've been having. All right, let, let me share my weird junk. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll just tell you what I'm looking at at my desk. I've got a Spider-Man potato head on top of my tower. Have you guys seen the Spider-Man Mr. Potato Head? He's very funny. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. He, he, it's... Last uh, weird potato head I saw was, <laughs> quote, Darth Tater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the same lines. It's Spider-Man uh, or Mr. Potato Head with a web shooter, so that's kind of funky. And <laughs> Here, I'm just going to describe my desk, actually. I've got uh, last weekend was Easter. And I've got little Spider-Man eggs. You know, the you pop the top of Spider-Man's head, and you can put like little jelly beans in there. I've been munching on those all week, <laughs> and that's over there um, in front of my uh, monitor. I've got some. Um, have you guys seen those Superhero Squad figures? Uh, Spider-Man Superhero Squad. I've got some of those. They make good little desk uh, toys to put on your desk. And to my left, uh, my mom came to visit last. Uh, weekend, and she actually got me a Spider-Man tin that uh, was an Easter basket, that which housed the Spider-Man eggs. Have you guys seen that tin? That I think she picked it up at Walmart. Yeah, it had Romita art on it. Yeah, Romita Senior art on it. It's very cool. Uh, other weird junk I've got on my wall. I've got a Spider-Man calendar over there. I've got that weird lamp you guys were talking about. Uh, behind me, I've got a Spider-Man shot glass. <laughs> it has been used in a while, trust me, not to record the show. Um, <laughs> uh, Spider-Man antenna balls up on the shelf. 
uh, hacky sack. Somebody, somebody for my bachelor party gave me Spider-Man babble, uh, bubble, uh, soap or for bubble bass. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man silverware is up there. Um, a very ugly looking pillow with Spider-Man's arm extended. Uh, a Spider-Man pinata is up there. Oh, wow. All right, I think I've just lost half the audience talking about my weird crap. <laughs> well, but, I tell you what, after check in, uh, check in in about fifteen years uh, of marriage and see how much of that stuff you have left. Well, it's yeah. all in my office, so it's contained in one area. <laughs> but yeah, the weirdest thing I, I regret not buying, and it's actually the first collectible that's up on the weird collectibles page of the Crawl Space is that Spider-Man toilet paper. Uh, I the guy had it for sale for ten bucks. And I regret not buying it for ten bucks, but I just couldn't justify paying ten bucks for one sh- roll of toilet paper. <laughs> but if you don't know, it's it's uh, basically it was a comic strip on a toilet paper roll. It was Spider-Man the Hulk, and and as you sat and did your business, you could read a strip. So I thought it's kind of an ingenious idea. What do you guys think? Makes you put civil war on that. Yeah, everybody would buy it up. <laughs> I think somebody did a review. Oh, go ahead, Unfortunately, Jerry. the thoughts of, uh, coming into my head of somebody doing their business with Spider-Man toilet paper is, is <laughs> that's about all I can take right now. I, I think that's, <laughs> I think that would be the ultimate insult to a writer and an artist. Wiping your butt <laughs> with your, your work. <laughs> wow. What if we go, what if we've degraded? <laughs> uh, you guys ready to move on or are you tired of hearing about my crap? <laughs> Literally and figuratively, right? Oh, wow! Man, the Tom DeFalco interview was so much better than this. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on since I'm out of stuff to talk about. Literally, Uh, how do we get new fans interested in Spider-Man comic books? You know, he's on Pop Tart cereal, everything, and you know, a lot, a lot of kids. You know, they know who the character is. They see the movies. They see the cartoons. They see. the toys, but how do you get him interested in the books where he originated? Uh, Spidey, dude, you want to tackle that? Put him back in the supermarkets. Yes, I agree. No, I've said, uh, mm-hmm. get him out in the mass public where kids can easily be accessible to the books, and you will see sales. Mm-hmm. Enough said. I agree with that. More. What's your thoughts? How do we get him back to the? How do I we think, get the kids to the comics? I think honestly. Um, Kids aren't the problem as much because a lot of times parents are going to buy for their kids, and if the parents don't buy them for their kids, then they're not going to get bought. I think it's the older generations, and, you know, not even that much older, like, you know, me and Zach, and then the next generation up and the next generation up, you guys, everybody, all the adults is the people that need to be reached, and that is a bigger cultural issue than just put out a movie, see Spider-Man sales. Mm -hmm. I think it's the perception of comic books as a medium that needs to be changed, and I think we're actually making some progress on that. Yeah. With things like Stephen King's Dark Tower, that's helping. That's getting people to read that book, and then if they read that, they see something else on the shelves, they might pick that up. Mm-hmm. And then Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 8. Joss Whedon has an army of freaking fans, <laughs> and most of all for that show. Yeah. So we'll come read that, and then maybe see something else on the shelf and pick it up. I think we need to just do more to change the entire cultural stereotype of comic books, mm-hmm. and um, to tell you the truth, I've got a, a good illustration of that. My dad, actually, after reading a little bit of stuff I was doing for the Internal Affairs webcomic, right. said, you know, some of your ideas are a little <clears throat> bit 
deep for a comic book, don't you think? And that that's the perception is yeah. that you know as much as he knows that I like them and I read them and I have respect for them, the perception is still that comic books are just you know the funny papers and yeah. stuff like that. They don't see series like Midnight Nation, you know, yeah. which was one of the most harrowing spiritual epics I've ever read in comic books or out. And so, yeah, I think it's a cultural issue that the whole perception needs to be changed, and you need to get the adults the most, because if they like them, they'll give them to the kids, and then you'll have your lifelong thing. I think the the uh, idea of comics is still stuck a bit in the 60s. I mean, whenever you see a news article, I mean, not one that I do, but one other people do, it's always pow, bop, zip, whatever sound effect yeah. they always have. They always think it's that. And they don't think it's 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 written for the older crowd, honestly, because that's who's buying the books these days. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I I'm not sure the connection is made between when a Spider-Man movie comes up, they think, oh man, this this stuff is cool. That where did it come from? I think they just think it's toned up for the adult audience on the movie screen. So I don't I don't think there's a connection between the uh, the movies and the comics like there should be. Jr., what do you think, buddy? Well, um, I think we hit the playgrounds and threaten to beat kids up if they don't start reading Spider-Man. <laughs> there you I, go. Uh, I got dibs on the nine and under crowd. I'll let you guys say all the older. Kids. I don't want the teenagers, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I think, and, and you know, the, the, the guys have have hit on the issues. Really, I mean, I think we're talking about two things: access and cost. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I mean, as far as access, if you want comic books, you have to go looking for them, and. Uh, and, and that's not, and that's really not how you reach people. I mean, yeah. uh, and as far as cost, I mean, like when on the on the times when like I go to a comic shop and my son's with me and he wants a comic book, I mean, of course, the fact that I'm a cheap SLB might have something to do with it. But it's like I keep trying to go, let, let you know, I keep trying to go to the bargain bin. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to give him a three or four dollar comic book at five and six years old. I mean, it'll be he'll he'll eat half of it. So I mean, it's it's you know that's part of it. Uh, uh, is is they're too expensive and they're not in enough places. Yeah. Um, I think um, what Marvel tried to do with Ultimate Spider-Man number one years ago, where they had like all kinds of, where they reprinted it, uh, and, you know, on cheaper paper and then distributed it everywhere. I think that's a relatively good idea. Of course, that didn't even have Spider-Man in it, but uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one. But you know, you know, here we are five years later, and, and Ultimate Spider-Man Spider-Man sales are are now lower than the uh, the regular title. So, uh, you know, I I don't know I, until they, until they solve the problems of access and cost. You know, I, I think we're just going to uh, uh, I, I just think we're going to have the same problem for, for yeah. some time to come. I agree. I mean, I I got interested in comics as I think we've discussed before. As it was an impulse buy, you know, you see that spinner rack at the supermarkets or or a Walmart or something, and then you are just drawn to it as a kid, and, and it's kept me for 25 years uh, from that first impulse buy when I saw it and I asked my mom for it when I was a little kid. Think, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I think every every kid needs to go to the spinner rack at least once in their life. Yeah. And and, at least once. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with JR. You know, they're not available, and they're not impulse buys, and, and the, I guess the cost of paper or what they pr- print on it isn't cheap like it was back in the day. Uh, where you could buy a 60 cent comic and, and it's not, uh, practical or they, I guess they'd lose money if they printed 60 cent comics again. So it's, it's just, everything's more expensive, but I don't know. 
and you know, and, and thinking of the stories, because I'm thinking, because my son likes to, likes me to read to him. Yeah. Well, you know, if I pick up a Spider-Man comic, for example, you know, what if I pick up uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, I uh, forget what, 50-something, where the whole issue is Aunt May talking to her psychiatrist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be interested in that. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be interested in, in uh, you know, an issue where it's just Mary Jane and Gwen talking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he wants a spider. He wants Spider-Man. Yeah. And all the, and. You know, he wants a story. Yeah. And, you know, with all these six-part stories, I mean, well, you know, there's Spider-Man hanging from, a, you know, hanging from a bridge. You know, will he survive? Well, I'll, I'll tell you the end in 30 days when I get yeah. to Jared, uh, did you step in a closet or something? You're really, your voice got distorted there for a second. Yeah. No, I must have had my hand over the oh, phone or something. Oh, well, there you go. There, much better, much yeah. better. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's and these Marvel, you know, now, like, for example, my wife has bought him a couple of, like, collected editions at, uh, at Target, which are, like, three or four issues of the Marvel Adventures. Right. But, you know, again, that's, you know, you're talking five or six dollars and, and something that he'll probably wind up mutilating, too. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. All right, gang. Uh, we've got a few threads to get through on the message board, so let's tackle them. Uh, it's under uh, the Crawl Space 101 uh, section of the board under April Podcast. Uh, if you guys are there, I just posted a new cool signature picture of Venom kicking Spider-Man's ass, so it's kind of cool looking. <laughs> uh, the first one from Drema. She's uh, one of our nice female uh, posters on the board. She's from London, Ontario. And she's, we have girls posting. Dude, we have women. I've, there's a couple women on the board, so I'm I'm impressed. I want more. Yeah, we must have been playing nice lately or something. Right? I know. Anyway, Drumma says, I think a wicked discussion would be the semonics of all the varied Spidey costumes, the colors, the graphic elements, the logo variations, the circumstances each were doned or by whom. Well, one can do a lifetime of essays on just the semonics of Spidey in general. Uh, so perhaps either or. And semonics, for those not in the know, I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> it stands for the study of signs and symbols, both individually and grouped into sign systems. It includes the study of how meaning is constructed and understood. So I didn't, really didn't know what semonics meant. So it might be a London yeah. thing. So guys, what do you think of that? What, what, uh, what do you think of the graphic elements and the logos of Spider-Man with the big spider on his chest? Whoever wants to tackle it, I'm, I don't want it. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a very good, deep topic for some intellectual discussion. I also think, my God, am I not qualified to talk yeah, about that, it. Yeah, that's not us. <laughs> I, I was going to say, well, the black costume's cool. Yeah. Uh, that was about as deep as I was going to get. But the iron costume stands for yeah. Iron Man iron, gave yeah. it to him. Good Lord, we, did, did you guys is something, is something where we, we, we where we uh, like uh, his costume has some kind of connection to the Freemasons or something? Is that kind of what we discuss? <laughs> oh yeah, that does everything have a connection to the Freemasons? Oh, I think it does at some point or another. I, I don't. I, I the only thing I can say to that question is you know I mean Steve Ditko d designed the the costume as what a villain's costume would be is what I've read in the past. And I think that's what makes that costume so cool. I mean, you can't top the red and the blue. And uh, I think artists are very challenged by drawing that because it's, there's webs everywhere. It's not as simple as drawing a Superman costume where you just got an S and you got some blue and you got some red. So or drawing Deadpool's costume where it's yeah. Spider-Man without the webs. Exactly. That is Spider-Man without the webs. <laughs> I love Deadpool, though, but 
Uh, I really hate the guy, and I know yeah. a lot of people on this message board are going to freaking hang me for saying that. Yep. But yeah, I, I just think it's a villain costume, and it's it's super cool, so I think that's what's kept it around. And, and again, I think they hit it out of the park when they made that black costume. It was so simple, yet so cool. So, Guys, you want me to move on? You guys were kind of floored by her question. <laughs> yeah, I think she's a lot smarter than us. Yeah. Drama, props <laughs> to you, girl. You did great. Uh, Wombat, 909. Okay, here's a question, he says. If you had to find a way for the Marvel Universe to not know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, how would you do it? Okay, I've got one. Superboy punch. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it, Morb. What do you got? Bring Ben Riley back. Oh, God. No, that's certainly... <laughs> the Clone Saga <laughs> reference number four. four. <laughs> and it came from me this time. Oh, mercy. So... But, um... No, I mean, seriously. Bring me Ben Riley back. I don't... I don't want the whole Clone Saga debacle again. I don't even need Kane. I don't need Baby May. Mm-hmm. Just, uh... Bring Ben back. Give him this whole Scarlet Spider thing again. Put him in the Spider-Man duds for a while so you have a couple of them swinging around. And yeah. let's have everybody confused like oh. they were the first time. Good Lord. <laughs> J- JR, how, how are we going to make the world forget Peter Parker's Spider-Man? Well, uh, I would say we're not. I think yeah. to go back on the, the cat's out of the bag, to go back on this is, is a cheat mm-hmm. uh, and an insult uh, to the audience. But the only way to do it, if they really wanted to do it, the only way to do it would be to have Doctor Strange cast some kind of spell or yeah. or else involve some time travel again. You know, somebody, Spider-Man decides to go, to go back in time to his uh, younger self and punch him in the face before he reveals himself or, <laughs> or uh, puts on it like a, or puts on a J. Jonah Jameson mask under his real mask and, uh, you know, yeah. does that or something. See, all those so, stories uh, sound sucky. I don't, I don't think they sound that yeah. great, but... Yeah, uh, Spidey dude, what's your, how are we going to make the world forget? Isn't that a song? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give a piece of chance. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah. Let's not make my uh, <laughs> when we all start breaking out in kumbaya. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I would actually go with um, something that JMS kind of started, which Ooh. was. I know. I, know. Oh. I, I'm, I, I think I know where you're going. This is actually my line, which you're famous for stealing, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. Here, wait a minute. Can I, uh, can I say it and see if it's what you'd think? Sure. Is it the, lo- is it the, is it the Loki storyline? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, then then you weren't going to steal my idea, but go ahead. Uh, my idea was actually with Amazing Spider-Man 500. Okay. Little thing, the, the one thing that bugged me about that whole book. Yeah was the fact that Gwen Stacy was awake. So I'm thinking, when he went back to the timeline, it created an alternate timeline, meaning that there's actually now two timelines split off from each other, meaning one, that he didn't reveal himself, and the mm-hmm. other, now, the new timeline where he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that if you transfuse those two timelines together, then you have no more unmasking. Uh-huh. That's my theory okay. about how they could do it. My, it's really bad, but it could work. Yeah, my my theory was the Loki thing because Loki owes Spider Man a favor, doesn't he, from that JMS storyline? That's true. Yeah, but isn't Loki dead? Oh, dude, it's Marvel Universe. He gets better. <laughs> Thor's coming back. All of Asgard's yeah. coming back. So, so just wait. I think Loki might come back and and pay up on his uh, debt. So I don't know. Wasn't it actually a Fiona Avery story though? Uh, I think it was one of her two parters. Don't know. I don't know. 
All right, FSU Spider Fan from the DC metro area says, "What direction do you guys see the site and the board going in to the next year? Any big plans or big dreams floating around your head?" Uh, I guess I'll tackle this one. Um, direction for the board and the site. Um, just keeping up with all the bandwidth demand. <laughs> Last month was crazy. I mean, I, we've had, I've had double the traffic on the board with all the anticipation of the, of the new movie. So there's a lot of Spider fans looking for Spidey info in there. Luckily, coming to the, the Spider-Man crawl space. Uh, the board. I just want to continue to have diversity on the board. You know, with the, I like the female audience coming in. I like the discussion. I mean, you can't go 20 minutes without seeing new posts on this board. So. I like that. Hopefully, I'll change the uh, the banner every week to non-controversial items. <laughs> I actually like that Mary Jane statue, but I don't think the wife would allow it in the house. Jr., take your shot now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, I, just keeping up with the demand and keeping the audience that have come to the site, I think, is my main goal for the board over the next few months. Uh, big dreams about the site. I guess the biggest dream I can think of is interviewing Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. I would love to do that. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, I, I do. Have, get Stanley. I could probably get. I could possibly get Stanley. Um, ideas for the podcast. Crazy, yeah, ideas for the future <laughs> podcast. We've been discussing this internally. Uh, I've got uh, JMS's email, so I could email him and ask him to do an interview. I've I asked Tom DeFalco for Sa- Sal Buscema if he could. Uh, Give a word to Sal and see if he'd like to come on the show. We could talk to him. He's one of my favorites. Um, a, the dream show, which I don't think I'd be able to top, is interviewing John Romita Jr. and John Romita Sr. I've got John Romita Jr.'s email, and it's just a matter of emailing him and asking him to be on the show. So I would love to do that. Also, um, I can give you a, a couple teases for the May podcast. Um, Sam uh, Kirby is a fan on the board. And he has one of the biggest – you thought my collection was weird. Sam Kirby's room is nuts, uh, uh, Spider-Man collectible. So he's going to be on the next show and talk, talking to us geeks about collecting Spider-Man over the years. And after that, I've got uh, – I just got an email, actually, as I was talking to you guys. Uh, Jason Marsh LaRouche uh, is a fan of the site and the board. And he went to a convention, and he talked to Ron Garney. And he told Ron about our show, and I he got Ron's email for me, and I'm going to email Ron see if he would like to be a guest on the show. And he also uh, sent – he did some sketches for Jason, and I'm looking at them right now, and they look great. It's Spider-Man in a black suit and a head sketch of Spider-Man. So I'll post that on the main page uh, for you guys to look. So Ron Garney could possibly be an interview for the next show. So guys, what do you think? What do you guys want to see for the, the site and the board over the next few months? JR, any – Thoughts? Oh well, you know it, it's uh, it's uh, it's your sandbox. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, so you know whatever you want to do. You know, I mean, uh, we're along. Uh, you know, I'm along for the ride. So. Awesome. More? What? Anything you want to see on the board or the site? Well, my uh, main goal is to get everybody that's on the message board to just go over and read internal affairs. Because I'm <laughs> you sir are a uh, pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Spidey dude, any anything you want to see on the board or the site? Well, you know, um, I've been, you know, I just want everybody to look at the CSA board because my board gets no traffic whatsoever. Oh. I'm going, we're going to get, like sit there and just knock it down a few spaces and knock all the rest of the stuff up just because <laughs> nobody likes my board. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
there'll, there'll be a. Be okay. You can lay on the couch and we'll talk later. And I'll look. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, that sounded dirty. I didn't mean it that like that. <laughs> Good lord! All right, moving. And the uh, just went right off of this podcast too. <laughs> it's like Morbius is the next one talking. He doesn't understand what the word semonics means, so I'm glad we figured that out for him. Uh, Wombat909, he says, can I ask another question? This might be old, but what do you think of Sins Past? I think we've discussed it briefly. Uh, JR, your thoughts on Sins Past? What do you think of it? That's the uh, Stacy thing. I mean, I don't know if I'm really ready to open that debate. But <laughs> I, I, you know, in a nutshell, I think the first four parts were, were compelling, and, and I couldn't wait to get to the next issue. I think the last two parts sank it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the the follow up was was just dreadful. The idea of Norman sleeping with Gwen, uh, I think it, it it has dramatic possibilities, but I think it was hand, it was executed so poorly mm-hmm. that uh, that we'll never see it again. Yeah, uh, fellas, you want to take take it? I'll let Mark hit it first. Okay. <laughs> because you want to tear down everything I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we did. I think we did go through this in like the first three podcasts in a yeah. row. But knowing um, my technical skills, pro- people probably couldn't hear it that well. So I think I've got <laughs> yeah. this the recording device a little bit better. So briefly, more, what do you think of it? Well, you know, the story for me holds kind of a special significance outside of just the story itself because where I had read comic books here and there on and off, spotty for you know forever. Mm-hmm. It was when I went to a flea market and saw. Morbius number one, after like Morbius in the uh, Spider-Man animated series, and said, hey, he had a series, mm-hmm. and picked that up. And then I went to the bookstore and just paged through the comics, and I saw the first issue of Sense Past on a shelf, mm-hmm. paged through that, and freaking loved it. And those two things combined got me to be the hardcore, owning over 2,000 comic books collector I am today. Mm-hmm. So I love the story, but my opinion is a little skewed because of the place it holds for me. But yeah. Sims remembered destroyed half of that. Yeah. I think I can relate because Secret Wars really grabbed me. I think that's why I hold that book in such high regard. But Spy Dude, last yeah. last thoughts on uh Sins Past? This will be number five, the same way with the Clone Saga. So uh <laughs> you know, with me. Anyway, yeah. but uh, you know, I actually thought, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I actually thought Sins Past was good the first four issues. Mm-hmm. Like J.R. said. And then it just went to like what is this? Another yeah. goblin? Another one? We've already had four green goblins, three hobgoblins, and now a gray goblin. There's well, pastel goblin, and then there's uh, <laughs> a fuchsia. That's a color in it, fuchsia. fuchsia. Yeah. Yep. yeah. you got to watch how you say that one. This might be an R-rated show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I had review sins remembered, Yeah. and I just barely just went through the review because I, I was so bad yeah. that I was going, oh, this is awful. Yeah. Oh, and I, you know, I I recently got half my more of my comics back from home. Now I got another another box with the two that I have, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I was looking through them and I was reading them, and then I came to Sins Remembered and I read it through them and I was like, oh, this is really good art. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of you know Scott Eaton. I didn't realize that was him at the time. Mm-hmm. He did a uh, Friendly Neighborhood a few issues back, but uh, yeah. and then. I was reading the story, and I'm going, oh, man, this is awful. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of judge Sins Past on both stories, like the last two parts and Sins Remembered. But I really should judge them from the first four parts when that was the best part of the story. Yeah. Because really, I had not been genuinely excited about a book yeah. in a long time. But I was genuinely excited 
after I read the whole issue on the internet, mm-hmm. got the issue uh, in my hand, and then read you know the second issue, and I was really it was a great plot. But then it, as soon as it said Norman, I was going, "Oh, this is awful." <laughs> so I'm pretty much with you. I, I thought the first part was great. Uh, first half of it was okay, uh, great. Uh, when they made Gwen a whore, <laughs> I just hated it. And when the second part, where he goes off to London or wherever, Paris, or France, or wherever he goes after the kids, eh, whatever. I just didn't care for it. And that storyline's about a year old. And I, I envision ten years from now, this will be the, like the Clone Saga. Ah, we're up to six. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll be talking about this one for a while. Uh, just wasn't my bag. So, all right. Next question. Back in Black says, "Amazing Spider-Man has taken a much darker turn in the recent past. While some people think this is an evolution of Peter as a character, other think others think that it is stupid and cliche. What are your thoughts on this and the inconsistency of Peter's mood throughout the core Spider-Man titles? Like, what do you guys think, Jr.? He's kind of he's kind of a different character in a New Avengers as opposed to Amazing. You know, he's kind of bubbly and 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 dark and amazing." He's being written. Of course, I, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'd be pretty dark if I saw my mother uh, shot right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I'd be, and I'd be wanting to kill the guy who did it. So I don't think this is, um, this doesn't bother me. Uh, actually, I'm going to be disappointed in the end because I know he's not going to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly, he's not going to kill the kingpin. Yeah. So I know we're, I know we're doomed to be cheated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the Jeep going through the, the building. That, that was, was awesome. Cool. That had been a but, good movie uh, special effect or something. But I, I think in this case, the darkness is legitimate extension of the character. Unlike, let's go back to the pre-Clone Saga days, you know, the where I am the spider. <laughs> that stuff was just completely crap. But, yeah. um, I, I mean, right now, unless, unless they take it too far, I think, uh, you know, whatever darkness there is, I think is uh, is uh, logical. Yeah. Spidey Dude, what's your thoughts? Is he inconsistent in the books? Uh, well, he's in, he's consistent with with uh, in the core books, mm-hmm. but not within New Avengers, right? Where he's making jokes and being all happy-go-lucky. But I, you know, I just to me, I can understand why Peter David's writing in a certain way. Mm-hmm. The only way he's going to get through this is using humor and trying to see the good in it, which there isn't any good in it, but yeah. trying to find some good in it and be able to laugh at himself and that you know what whatever life throws at him. Yeah. And so I, you know, I am excited, but I'm not, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the new direction, even though I did not like Civil War. Yeah. But, you know, this is interesting. It's, it's, I do kind of feel like we're rehashing the 90s with the I Am Spider, the whole dark, let's turn Peter Dark and kill off Aunt May and put her in a coma for six years and, and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I just, but other than that, you know, I, I've. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been enjoying it, enjoying how it's been written because it's been very different perspectives each time. Yeah, uh, Morb is he inconsistent? You think? Well, of course. Yeah. Um, if, if you're reading all the books, there's no way of saying no to that question. Right. But um, I like I love the direction that Amazing Spider-Man's taken. I mean, darkness in a story. I think we all know. I'm, I'm for that. <laughs> yep. You're you're the <laughs> one in the ca- in the corner <laughs> in the dark shadows. <laughs> but um, it's just. The inconsistencies, especially, and Spidey Dude said that he thought he was consistent among his core books. I think that's not true either. Um, he's got this, you know, he, there's a reason for putting on the black costume. There's a reason for the whole darkness thing in Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then Peter David and Roberto, whatever. 
are writing him just kind of, you know, the way they've always written him, the way they want to write him. Bendis is over there writing him like a, you know, 15-year-old kid like he does because he writes Ultimate Spider-Man, whether he's writing Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. or not. Um, and the thing is, I like um, the way Bendis uses Spider-Man in New Avengers. It's just it doesn't work with where he's at. I would rather mm-hmm. everybody stay consistent. And to tell you the truth, since I'm moving to an apartment that's got some nice high rent and uh, finances are going down, I just had to make a gigantic oh. chop to my pull yeah. list. And All right, let's go on to the next topic, Jano42 from Arizona. He's got two questions. He says, since the Atari 2600 version, Spidey games have come a long way. What are your guys' favorites, possibly besides the movie games and Ultimate? And where would you like to see developers take the franchise in terms of gameplay and things like that? What Spidey plot lines or villains, supporting characters are overlooked? Does anyone feel like an item in the Spidey universe is being denied its full potential? I think that might be a comic book question, the second part. But uh, yeah. what's your favorite uh, video games, guys, with Spidey in them? Uh, well, the, first, the first one on PlayStation, I think, would be mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the comics that you could get and all the uh, the costumes you could get. Uh, they had the Scarlet Spider costume. That's number seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I was really excited because I never got to play the Scarlet Spider. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the way the story was. I mean, you had the big giant Dr. Octopus with Carnage, and I don't even like Carnage, but, you know, that was kind of interesting. Yet, yeah. I tried fighting him the first time, and, and then... I, was, I think some other post did, did that, too. I tried beating him up, and then I realized I died after I did yeah. that. <laughs> JR, you got a favorite Spider game? Actually, it's the same one. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I like the um, I, uh, I like the, uh, the story better. I like I just, you know, I liked all the costumes and the fact that you could make him invulnerable, and uh, you, you had different options as far as unlimited webbing, and uh, um, so I just think that that was uh, that. Was, I, I really haven't liked the movie ones that well, but uh, oh, really? but I'm not a, I'm not a gamer, so you know take yeah. it for what it's worth. Morb, you got a favorite one? Well, uh, Jr. says he's not a gamer. I'm really not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I couldn't tell you a darn thing because the only game I've ever played any of that even has Spider-Man in it in my life was uh, play a little bit of Marvel Nemesis with a friend a couple of times. Oh, I, I hear that one's. Game. I hear that one's awful, Marvel Nemesis. Yeah, it was really not very good. It's terribly mismatched. Like, um, my friend loves Wolverine, so he would play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was pick Venom. I uh, threw a car at him, <laughs> pinned him to a wall. He couldn't lift it, and I blew it up with a web. So Yeah. That one's... It's not a good game. But, yeah, I don't, I've never played the movie games. I've never played yeah. Ultimate. I've never played the old games. That's just not my thing. So not really yeah. something for me to have an opinion on. Sorry. My recommendations, uh, favorite Spider-Man games over the years. I enjoy the, uh, I've been playing, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance a lot lately. I really enjoy that. Although Spider-Man needs to be a little bit more powerful in that game. I mean, he, the poor guy, he gets his butt kicked all the time and Cap- it seems like Captain America is more powerful in that game. But that one really, I think, nails, uh, the Marvel Universe. I mean, right now I'm stuck in Atlantis trying to help Namor with my... Oh, you're just barely starting, buddy. Well, I got it for Christmas, dude. <laughs> I play it like once <laughs> well, or twice a month. Oh but, well, then I I played it for twelve hours straight and oh, dude, the game. Man. So there's no <laughs> way I could do that. <laughs> uh, I like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I I, I like the movie games. Uh, I have a PS2. That's only all I have. Uh, I think Spider-Man 2 is a little bit better uh, gameplay because you get to roam around the city a lot. It's kind of like Grand Theft Auto. Um, the when I bought the PS2, I picked up the 
uh, previous Spider-Man games for PS1. I I didn't really care for the second one with the Sandman, but I did like the first one. I I haven't beat either one of those, but I did like the Venom aspect of the first one. Uh, going back to the 80s, I liked the... Um, there was a v- game that had Spider-Man and Captain America, and I had it for my old Commodore 64. It was called uh, Doctor Doom's Revenge, I think, where he had to go to Latveria and enter the castle to get Doctor Doom. And I just thought the the graphics were very cool for the time for that. And I didn't really, ha- I hated the the old 8-bit Nintendo Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. I thought that one was horrible. I just didn't like that one at all. But I did like the Atari 2600 one back in the day. So that is my recommendations. You guys want to hit up Jano's other question, uh, what plot lines, villains, or supporting characters are overlooked in the Spider-Universe? JR, you want to, what do you, who do you think is overlooked? <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't have an answer to that, to be honest. Okay. Spidey Dude, who do you, who, who's overlooked besides Ben Riley? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you just had to say that, didn't you? Uh, I was thinking it. I know it. <laughs> uh, I was thinking it, too. Um, really, I would say hmm, Bart Hamilton and his Sonic Toad. I, I, you know, bring him back. <laughs> Uh, Jr., you agree? Uh, bring back the Sonic Toad. <laughs> well, we got to bring. I don't, yeah, the Sonic Toad has to come back, but uh, he doesn't have to bring Bart Hamilton with him. So. <laughs> All right. More of anything you want to bring back? Well, let's think for two seconds. Um, we could bring back a living vampire. Oh. I don't know. Maybe he's being overlooked. I don't, I don't know. He is coming is, back. Right? Actually, he's got that one shot with the Legion. Yeah, he does have a one shot. Um, and to tell you the truth, I like him better on his own than I do in Spider-Man for the most part because he's usually a more three-dimensional character that way. But yeah. nobody will freaking use him either way. Yeah. And <laughs> this way, he's getting a half an issue one he, shot. He was in. I, I don't like know, it, if, but it's not enough for me. I don't know if you read Blade, but he was in Blade uh, a couple weeks or a couple months ago, where he was working for the government. I uh, just dropped Blade this week, actually, so I did read that. Um, okay. And. I could go on for a few hours about <laughs> um, everything that I found wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> and to tell you the truth, I think I wrote this on the thread on mm-hmm. message board too, but I could, and I have, I mean, if I think about it for a while, I could come up with a story wherein Morbius would register. The problem is Guggenheim didn't tell a story where Morbius would register. He just said, hey, he registered, because that would be a cool way to get Morbius and Blade to fight. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I actually like the Blade book. I think it's not that bad, but, you know, we we disagree on JMS, yeah. too. So, well, just, Have you seen the cover for number 10 where the arm he ate off of himself has a 90s-looking big gun on it instead of a hand? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that cover yet. I mean, this is why I dropped the book. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go back to FSU Spider Fan. He says, if I may, I'd like to pose a few more questions. Since the Civil War has had such a huge impact on Spidey's life with his unmasking, becoming a fugitive, and Aunt May possibly dying, how do you think this event will be viewed in 10 to 20 years? How many how many of these changes will stay permanent? Also, do you think they're going to drag out May's possible death too long? Uh, and is anybody going to see Spider-Man 3 on IMAX? I'm not going to see it on IMX. Uh, I think we'll still be talking about Civil War ten years later. Guys, what do you think? Well, I'm okay. not so sure um, we will be. Um, I'm sure there'll be another uh, um, 
I'm sure there'll be another big uh, crossover. I mean, after all, we're not talking about House AM anymore, are we? No, that's true. Uh, that's true. So uh, I suspect that we won't be talking about Civil War uh, too many more years from now either because Marvel will try to find some other way to clean DC's clock or steal one of their ideas, and uh, mm-hmm. then we'll be off to the races. So. Yeah. Fellas? Well, um, um, go ahead, Mark. Shall I take it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if I had to pick out one event to compare it to and where I think the retrospect will be, I'd say it'll probably be a lot like DC Zero Hour, where uh, it changed a lot for kind of a short period. And years later, you might hear about it once in a while, and you have certain people that remember it with bitter hatred and certain people that remember it with a lot of nostalgia and a lot of people that just don't remember it. Okay. Spidey in? Well, I, I figure by the time the uh, knowing that they're going to probably use Captain America to make a political statement in the next presidential arena. That's in one theory that's going around. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt that Captain America is going to stay dead. I, I figure if we get back by issue 50, um, I figure uh, Spidey will some they'll somehow some way they'll get a new editor in there, editor in chief, and they will they will undo the unmasking. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure that Aunt May will die and then will be brought back for no apparent reason by Norman Osborn saying it was a genetically altered actress. <laughs> and I just, I don't see it sticking. I, it, I think Mold's right. With it being, it's not going to be like, everybody's looking at it right now as, as a crisis type story where it's, the changes are permanent, but this is the Marvel Universe. Nothing stays permanent. Yeah. And so I, I doubt it's going to be a lot like Zero Hour. I, I recently read that book and I was going, ah, this is not very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it just it's going to be viewed like half the end. To answer his other question, is anybody going to see Spider-Man on IMAX? Maybe probably not. What would you say? I'm sorry. More? Oh, I said probably <laughs> not because I don't oh. think the if it's not in the, at the Cleveland uh, Science Center, then then I I, I yeah. don't have an IMAX near me. So I don't I don't have an IMAX near me either. Uh, I'd have to drive I to St. Louis or Tulsa. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd have to drive to Tulsa or uh, yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah. There's actually an IMAX in the movie theater I used to work at, so oh, dude. if one of my old buddies there lets me in free, then absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not paying like 13 bucks for it. Yeah. Uh, Venom65437 says, uh, FSU stole all his questions, but he's got one more. <laughs> Do you guys think the newest Spider-Man movie could be a significant, could bring in a significant amount of new readers to the Spider books since Venom will be featured. And how excited are we about the movie? Uh, I, I, I think we kind of tackled this a little bit. I don't think having Venom in it will uh, bring any more readers than the previous two movies. Honestly, Do you guys? No, no, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, more or Spidey dude, who, who wants to take it? Well, uh, I think it'll be about the same as the last two movies. And he says here, I don't think the movies do much to bring in new readers. I I hate to say you're wrong, but um, Mm -hmm. that's really not true. It brings in a lot of new readers, but just not for a long term. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see the same surge in readers that we have with the past two. I don't think there's going to be any difference, really. And I think we'll keep about as many as we did before. Unless there just happen to be a lot better stories to keep people hooked this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, yeah. uh, I think it's just like the message board. I mean, it seemed like after the first movie, there was a ton of new people, because I lurked at that time. After the second movie, there was a ton of new people, and then they kind of went away. And now we're getting a, a new influx of people, 
Yeah. Um, and even a couple of old people, older people, not old people, but <laughs> older posters. <laughs> they, ju- they just took a shot at me and you, Jr. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Surely unintentional. But, uh, you know, you got a, a bunch of old posters like a Warlock. He came back after all. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if they stay, great. If they mm-hmm. don't, well, then there you go. But I, it's going to be, it's going to really kind of depend on summer because you got a bunch of kids that are still in high school and teenagers that are, yeah. or and college students that are going to sit there and, and they're not going to be on the board as much. And now, you know, it's, it's going to be officially start of summer. I think a lot of the colleges are going to be letting out a week after that. So, going to start seeing a lot more posters and people talking about it and that and if they stay great if they don't well we'll miss them yeah no doubt uh drama uh oh that's i didn't see this drama <laughs> recommends that a definition of semonics is on wikipedia so that's actually where i went to find out what the heck it meant so thank you drama um and fsu uh, well, he made a joke. He's going to go for a 16-part question, but he didn't. Uh, Wombat, 909. Uh, now, this, I guess, has been done before. What side uh, would you have been on in Civil War? Uh, I would have been with Cap. I think everybody would have been with Cap. <laughs> Anybody with Iron Man? No. Uh, Side <laughs> Weapon X. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he's the only one that was ever with Cap at any point in time. Yeah. And JR, I know you're not with Cap, or Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I'm with, to be honest. If I, in all honesty, yeah. if it was me, if I was a single, if it was, if he was a single person, mm-hmm. I think it would have been logical for him to to fight with Cap. But uh, I think with uh, with his, uh, you know, wife and uh, mother figure, I think he should yeah. have stayed put where he was and tried to work with inside the system. Yeah. So. And what villain are you most looking forward to in Spider-Man Three? He asks. So mine's Venom. I'm looking forward to that. Jr., who are you looking forward to? I'll be curious to see how they do Venom. Yeah. And Morb? Oh, come on. It's all about Sandman. Really. <laughs> I mean, forget Venom. No, of course it's Venom. <laughs> he's going to be the, the special effects extravaganza, let's yeah. say. He's probably, I think he's uh, the closing villain, too, so I think that's uh, they're saving him for the end. And Spy Dude? I'm going to say Sandman and, and Harry. I, I, I'm going to be a different than you guys. I'm, more, I'm most excited that. to see how they're going to handle Sandman. I really thought, JR, you'd say uh, the new Goblin. I thought you'd be excited about the Goblin showing up. Well, uh, you know, the thing is, he's not really a Goblin. You know, he's yeah. just, he's, he's the white rocket racer, so. <laughs> he, he's, he's not really. I mean, I'm curious where they take Harry's. And, and two, I think, I think we know what's going to happen to Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's just no, um, you know, there's really not any mystery about it. We know what's going to happen to Harry. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas you know, there's a possibility of Venom's uh, fate being more open-ended, and that's about all I'll say. So. Yeah. And we're on the last question of the board. Uh, Scarlet Spider, and his location is the Speed Force. I don't know what that is, but I think he likes the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, question number one. And the Eagles. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, are the Spider-Man 3 toys worth the money for a shrunken toy? If you don't know, the uh, Marvel Legends stand about six inches tall, and the new Spider-Man toys are about five. So they look kind of weird if you have a big Marvel collection. Uh, Spidey dude, what do you think? Smaller toys. Uh, you know, the, when they switch to toy biz, they suck. <laughs> I've looked at them. I've played with them. They suck. The only decent <laughs> one was the Iron Spidey costume. But other than that, the rest of them have been yeah. awful. I I picked up the Venom costume and I, the Venom. Uh, well, I picked up the black suit and and the Venom figure and I. Yeah. And I, you know, 
I'm really doing this toy biz right now because they would have done a such much better job. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, quick change Spidey uh, figure with uh, the Peter Parker. It doesn't even look like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Whereas the other two, they actually made it. It actually looks more like Sam Raimi than Tobey Maguire. <laughs> if you actually look at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Special really director <laughs> action figure. That's awesome. <laughs> Steve, Spielberg's jealous he didn't get a Jurassic Park Steven Spielberg figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, they, they could do it with Indiana Jones, you know, Indiana Jones, Steven Spielberg figure with the yeah, little camera. Yeah. Um, I think it's Hasbro but other than that, got the license, not it, Toy Biz. They kind of lost Toy Yeah, Biz. well, yeah, since they, since they switched. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is Marvel still owns Toy Biz. Right, yeah. They still own them. They're still under the Marvel company. Uh, they're just not using them. In fact, yeah. they're trying to change the name to Marvel Toys, which is right. hilarious, <laughs> even though they're not making Marvel Toys. They're making but, uh, uh, image toys now. There is a Savage Dragon oh, yeah. coming out and Cyber Force or whatever, Wildcat, stuff like that. So That was probably pissing off uh, comics. More, <laughs> uh, <comic laughs> do you collect the figures? Are you, are you ticked about they're a little bit smaller? Um, well, I don't really collect them. The only figure I have around my room is the Marvel Legends Series 5 Blade. It's mm. been a while. But... Yeah. Um, I mean, the smaller thing, all the figures I have in boxes in my basement from when I was younger, from, like, Spider-Man the Animated Series and the X-Men Animated Series, Batman, all that stuff, they were smaller than the Marvel Legends, and they worked just fine for me. I always yeah. thought that was the size for a figure. I found Marvel Legends to be a little bit oversized, so mm-hmm. I think it's a point of perspective thing. JR, do you, are you ticked about the smaller size of the well, toys? Um, I, th- th- the thing is, I there we're being charged the same amount or more for the smaller ones than we were the larger ones. Exactly. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why. Why I don't know why would they change the license when Toy Biz is Marvel? That that's what I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, why, why do you take from what I, from what I understand? I think it's because Hasbro has a better market share in the in the uh, stores. And they have a better distribution than Toy Biz, but I, I and plus they they got a lot of more money in the uh, the deal Marvel did. So I think I that's think why they did it. Okay. So because in in looking at some of the, I, I didn't think the because um, I bought a Green Goblin um, when they came out with the cloth costume figures. Uh, I didn't think that one was too bad, mm-hmm. but I thought Doctor Octopus was awful. Uh, I thought he was cheap looking. Uh, and then, like even the even the re, the redoing they've done on some of the previous movie figures, like the Green Goblin and Doc Ock, they just don't look as good. Yeah. I, you know, it'd be one thing if they looked the same, maybe just smaller, because I guess their research tells them that kids like the smaller figures. Yeah. Which is why those three and four inch Star Wars figures were the rage, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they just don't look as good. Right. I, you know, that's to me, it's not the size; it's it's the cheapness. Yeah, a site I go to all the time is Fushnet. F W H. I'm going to misspell it. I don't want to screw that up. But it's an action figure message board, and they talk about some of the upcoming Spider-Man figures, and they're they're. The next set after the movie, I think, is going to be a Spider-Man line where it's like a Build-A-Figure, like the Marvel Legends. And the Build-A-Figure for the Spider-Man line is going to be a giant Sandman. So I'm kind of looking forward to that line more than the actual movie toys. So, But it does kind of – it's kind of disappointing. You know, you buy the six-inch figures and you put the Spider-Man. It's like midget Spider-Man on, the, on display. So Scarlet Spider has two more questions. He says, uh, we all saw what happened in the recent Hulk books. Maybe some did, some didn't. Uh, how do you think this will affect Peter's life with World War Hulk? Anybody going to buy the book? I don't. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really seriously considering buying the book, but I haven't. 
I haven't decided if I am going to or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect Peter all that much. I think we'll we'll kind of get like it used to be back in the olden days. You'll get a reference to it, but really, it's going to be mainly about Hulk getting his revenge against the alumni. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's going to be mainly about that. I think it's alumni yeah. or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> alumni. I don't know why it's an alumni. Uh, they graduated, you know. I, I kind of like alumni. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know why I said alumni. <laughs> anyway, uh, World War Hulk, I don't think it's going to be really much of an issue with, with Spidey. I think they're too busy. They're going to be busy focusing on Back in Black and, and yeah. One More Day, and maybe we might get some aftermath after one more day, but I don't think it's going to deal with, with it right now in the immediate future. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to affect Spider-Man's life at all. I think he's too busy. Uh, I, I've been reading the Hulk for a long time. He's actually my second favorite Marvel character, but that book has not been good for a long, long time. I, I don't like Planet Hulk. I, I just don't dig it. Uh, more, but are you going to pick up World War Hulk? No, I uh, don't think I'm even going to notice it. Um, yeah. I, I think you may have lost me off the phone already earlier when I said that since I'm moving out into a uh, apartment with some nice high rent, yeah. I have to cut the heck out of my pull list. Right. Um, yeah, you're cutting I, back on friendly and sensational, didn't you say? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep. You, I thought you had lost me already when I said that. Yep. Um, but, you know, I also cut off things like Iron Man and Ghost Rider that I can live without, and those, I think, were the only tie-ins I was getting anyway. So I doubt I'm even going to notice this event, and... As far as I can see with the tie-ins, I think the only place Spider-Man is going to cross over with it is the main book itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J.R., I don't think you're a Hulk collector. Do you, are you planning on no, pick I'm up? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. My brother is. Uh, but, but anyway, as far as World War Hulk, don't care, not buying it. Okay. <laughs> and his final question, Scarlet Spider, says uh, he started reading the Spider-Man paperback novel written by Peter David, and he's kind of worried about this movie now. Is he overreacting to Peter David's writing? Is anybody reading the uh, the paperback novel early? Or no. <laughs> Spider- no, not, no, no, actually, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Spidey Dude, have you picked it up? Uh, no, and I don't plan on doing it until yeah. after I've seen the movie because mm-hmm. – and I'll tell you what. Uh, the first two, in Spider-Man 2, there was a scene where uh, I really wish they would have had this, but when he had the – when J. Joe Jameson had the costume, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, uh, Betty Brant said she might have seen a silhouette of him jumping around in the costume. I thought that would be hilarious <laughs> if they had put that in there. Uh, I've actually liked some of the parts that Peter David had added, um, but I, I – and I'm not avoiding it like the plague because yeah. I did do that the first time, and I read the ending, so I knew the ending mm-hmm. before I actually went in the theater, and it didn't ruin it, but it just ah, I'm avoiding it like the plague, and I'll buy yeah. it because it's... we're Peter David fans. We should all buy it because we you know had him on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, it you know it, it's hard to avoid the spoilers. I mean, it's it's really hard to not see it on the net and, and avoid them. Um, I've been trying. But it's tempting. It's kind of like, come on, you want to know what's going on, don't you? It's kind of like a pusher on the web or something like that. I'm I'm deliberately avoiding the novel, obviously, because I want to at least try to have some surprise, which I'm I'm sure I won't. But the thing is, I mean, they add so much to these novelizations, and this isn't a reflection on Peter David or or anything, but I Mm -hmm. remember he had a scene like in Spider-Man 2 where, uh, in the the book, where you had, um, I think, wasn't, wasn't Kurt Connors and, and Otto Octavius being attacked by flying robots or something? Uh, in, I haven't read. Yeah. I haven't read yeah, any I mean, novelization. And so, like, if you read something, 
you know, and you say, oh, that's a cool scene, you know, you're already kind of expecting to see it. And you, it's like, if it's not there, it's like, well, what the hell is it, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I don't think reading the novel before the book is, I mean, reading the, reading the novel before the book, too. <laughs> reading, the book, reading the book before seeing the movie is a good idea because I think it'll be a very disjointing experience. One of the reasons I don't read the novel on the book is I've got so much new material that I need to get through. I don't want to go back and read a, a novel of a movie I've already seen. So that's, I still have that, that Adam Troy Castro Spider-Man novel I need to get through. That last part, that secret of the Sinister Six or something like that, which is a great book so far, but I just I just have so much uh, in my stack of comics I need to get through that I just never get around to that. But well, you also need to get through Web Slinger too, don't you? I haven't. I started. I'm like a couple pages into JR. That's still on my nightstand. I'm still trying to get through that, but it's it's well, great. I figured if Morb can pimp his stuff, I can. <laughs> and gentlemen, as you know, pimping ain't easy. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, that's pretty much uh, the message board questions, guys. You want to? Let's. We haven't done recommendations in a while. We'll do that, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, Spidey dude, what do you recommend? What are you watching, reading, or uh, listening to that you like this month? Um, really, I don't. Ha- I didn't think about recommendations this month. Uh, actually, I recommend. Okay. Uh, the I don't know if anybody else got this. This is this giant Spider-Man magazine where it's got about. Oh, I don't know, like four or five books in it with a prose uh, Spider Girl story, which was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know, it's got some trading cards in there. It's got just different and various things. It was really kind of a fun read. I also recommend uh, Fantastic Four Spider Man number one. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's I haven't seen really, it. really good. Uh, I, I, I'm actually, I don't normally read many series, but I'm really kind of going to enjoy it. Uh, so far, I liked it. You know, it's got your typical, you know, Fantastic Four plot with Spider-Man kind of getting stuck in the middle. But other than that, uh, it's really, really good, and I, I really enjoyed it. And the, the opening scene just kind of sold the issue for me just because it was hilarious. That's awesome. So, the, the last uh, team-up of uh, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four was great. That was, uh, oh, the She-Hulk, Dan Slott. That was a great book, so I'm looking forward to it. Anything else you want to recommend? Uh, that's pretty much all my recommendations. Okay, more. what do you got? Okay, real quick, I'll give you two comic books and one TV show. Okay. Um, first of all, if Captain America is not on your poll list right now, what's your problem? Mm-hmm. Um, that book's been great since the beginning, since Brubaker took over, and now with everything so far up in the air, we all know he's not going to stay dead forever, but the question is where it's going now. And Brubaker has done such an incredible job, and he's turned the Winter Soldier, especially, in my opinion, into such a great character. There is no reason not to be reading this comic right now. Yeah. Um, the second is Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 8. Um, if you're a fan of the show, it's a no-brainer, obviously. If you're not a fan of the show, pick the thing up anyway, because yeah. it's a great Joss Whedon comic book. Anybody that's read his stuff, especially, like, the early Astonishing X-Men, I thought his first arc, most of all in that, was brilliant. He writes the best dialogue in the world. He writes some of the great stories. It's so fun. That book so far has just been pure fun. Um, and non-fans can get into it, so I really recommend you pick that up. Cool. Um, and the one TV show I'll give you that needs to be saved, because I think it's so original it's going to be canceled, is Reigns, Jeff Goldblum's new show ah. on uh, NBC. They already know they want to cancel it, obviously, because they moved it to Friday nights at 9. So, set your tapes, set your TiVo, whatever. It's about Jeff Goldblum as a detective 
who's kind of crazy. Instead of like one of those shows where he sees the ghosts of the victims, he hallucinates them, literally. They're, <laughs> they're not the ghosts. They're not actual people. He's just hallucinating because he's crazy. So he's seeing these victims that are totally defined by what he knows about the crime, and they came throughout the entire episode. And yeah. Jeff Goldblum's just hilarious because he's a good actor that way. Yeah. He's so neurotic. But great show, a lot of noir feel. It's got some sax and all that classic stuff to it. So cool. I really recommend that, too. Give it a look. All right, Jer, what do you like this month? Uh, you know, I have no recommendations. Oh. Uh, I have been so bogged down in... In, in work, and uh, plus I uh, had to run out and mow the yard for the first time yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I about to say I'm going to have to, to uh, make some time to do some reading and watching TV. Well, you have a whole month <laughs> until May 4th. So All right. uh, my uh, recommendations, I'll give you a video game, a comic book, and a food product. How's that for <laughs> diversity? Uh, the video game, I've really been playing a Marvel Ultimate Alliance a lot. I dig it. Um, I, I go for spells without playing video games, but now I've just gotten back into this. It's uh, a great Marvel game. I imagine a lot of people have played it, uh, but if you're on the fence about picking it up, I'd, I'd highly recommend Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Also, a book that, kind of like uh, Morb's TV show, a comic book that needs to be saved is uh, Ant-Man. That is a funny, funny book. I mean, the guy is just a loser. Uh, you, you don't love the main character, but you enjoy his, his journey. And it's... it's I think <laughs> I, I, I think everything sells better than Ant-Man, but nobody's reading it. I, I really think you guys. It's Robert Kirkman's the writer for that, and it's a really good book. All right, you ready for my food recommendation? Bring uh, it on. <laughs> uh, Pillsbury Toaster Strudel Pastries. Uh, half the box cover has Spider-Man on it, and it says, Enter, you could win one of thousands of movie tickets. So, you know, I was kind of leery about this. Uh but my wife put the uh, the box on my desk, and I, it has a go to a website, and uh, you can win free movie tickets to Spider-Man Three. So I went there. I went a couple times, and you have to do a, like a scratch off thing. But I eventually won. I won a free Spider-Man movie three or Spider-Man Three movie ticket. So again, <laughs> Spider-Man's on a lot of products. So Pillsbury toaster strudel pastries. You can win free movie tickets. And last I looked, there's about a thousand. Well, thousand. I just hope it's not. Oh, go ahead. If I may interrupt, I just hope it's not the uh, going to be like the Pop Tarts fiasco that we had. Oh my gosh, a that was years nuts. More of a JR, do you remember the Pop Tart fiasco on the board? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, Spiderberry, wasn't it? Uh, oh man. Well, people, they, you had to enter a code to go to a website, and my board filled up with people entering these weird codes. It's like they're talking hieroglyphics. <laughs> More, do you remember that? Awful. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. More, do you remember it? Uh, no, I really don't. And it sounds like I'm fortunate. <laughs> that was—I even made a banner of Spider-Man Pop Tarts because I was so annoyed. <laughs> Well, it was like, you know, it was back in the days when we were with the old board. Yeah. Because I think I pretty much thought that Morbius wasn't going to remember it. I didn't know if J.R. was. Yeah. But, God, I remember coming on every day. I would go on there every day. Yeah. And I would say, my God, what's up with all the Pop-Tarts crap? I know. And so, yeah, it was just really, Spider -Man really Spider-Man and pastries and like, just generally don't mix. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, like, the uh, subject title was, like, um, like, <laughs> 50 lines long. I remember that. I was going, how did they do that? Yeah. I'll sit there and write forever on the, on the, on the subject, subject line, and it won't <laughs> sit there and do 50 lines. 
Well, guys, on the pastry strudel note, let's wrap it up. I appreciate you guys. A uh, little tease for the May show. Uh, we kind of talked about it earlier, but uh, Sam Kirby, uh, has, as a big Spider-Man fan, has been collecting for years. We're going to talk about uh, his large Spider-Man collection and how he uh, how he displays it and if the wife gave the okay. <laughs> so that's going to be the May show. We'll also talk uh, new Spider-Man happenings with him in May. And, uh, guys, I appreciate uh, you talking to me. And also we're going to have to give a review of uh, Spider-Man 3. By the time we record the next one, we'll probably have already seen it. So, guys, you have a great May. And if you want to discuss anything, go to the Spider-Man crawlspace.com message board. And, guys, have a great month, and I will talk to you all later.